Hello, and welcome to the first ever podcast that I, Jose Ramos, have ever made. Now, today in my podcast, I will be discussing the literary elements of a book called Call Me By Your Name. Now, before I go over these, I want to give my personal opinion on the book. This book, to me, was very good, one of the best I've ever read, mostly because it has a lot to do with me and a lot to do with how the book is set around a 17-year-old, and even though I'm 18 now, it still feels very relevant to me in my personal life. Now, let's go ahead and go over the literary elements and the basic overview of the book. Now, the genre of the book is romance, and not only romance, but it's also a coming-of-age novel because it shows a young person figuring themselves out and in a rela- and not in a relationship but in a fling as you would call it with a much older man not much older though he's like 23 24 but that's the only part of the book i didn't like how he was 17 and he was 23 or 24 uh i think the writer could have done better at making elio the main character at least 18 or 19 Now, let's go over the setting and context. The setting is in 1980s Italy, and it's also on the Italian Riviera near Genoa, which is hard for me to pronounce, but I like how the book is set in a rather older setting and not a newer setting, because back then it was a lot more hard to tell people who you like or what you like, because right then and there they could have judged you for it. I also like how it's in the 80s because of the whole, you know, the vibe of the 80s, the clothing, the style, the 80s. I just really liked it. Now, the narrator and point of view of this book is Elio. Elio narrates the story in first person point of view. So we get everything from his point of view, which I really enjoyed because it felt like if I was listening to a friend describe their summer or their life. Something I really enjoyed. The tone and mood of the book was romantic in both the erotic and poetic sense. The tone of Elio's narration is poetic, insightful, and passionate. And when I say this, I mean he really goes into detail to describe how he feels, describe how his room felt, describe the setting of his room, describe the way he describes his one-night stand fling, Oliver. Which I really did enjoy that. I liked how it was very poetic. Not only that, but the erotic sense was really there, but it only lasted for a couple pages, and that was it. Now, when we talk about protagonist and antagonist, there wasn't really a protagonist and antagonist. The protagonist of the story is Elio. He's a 17-year-old boy from Italy who falls in love with his Villa Summers resident, Oliver. The story lacks any clear physical antagonist, though. Elliot's conceptual antagonist might be something like a dearth of self-knowledge or self-acceptance. Well, no, when I say this, I mean he's having a hard time figuring out who he is, figuring out who he likes, that kind of thing. Which is why I really enjoyed this book when it came to him figuring himself out. <clears throat> now, when we talk about the major conflict... The first half of the novel sees Elio's inability to express his obsession for Oliver as the main source of conflict, where he couldn't figure out a proper way to explain how he felt about Oliver, or a proper way to explain stuff about Oliver. 
Once he does so, the conflict shifts to his frustrated desire and shame as he belongs to physical intimacy with Oliver, which means he basically was feeling a bit frustrated because he wanted to do something physical with Oliver. He just would get moments of self-disgust or moments of, oh god, what am I doing? I'm my grandfather's namesake. I could ruin this. That kind of thing. However, once Oliver departs for America, the conflict shifts again to focus on Elio's continued longing for him. Because in the end of the book, Oliver had to go back to America because he was a professor. And he had to go back and teach and marry a woman and have kids and that kind of thing. However, he left Elio with the feeling of the continued longing for him. Where he missed came, he wanted to actually start something with him. But he couldn't happen because Oliver simply was not as brave as the young man was. The climax of the book. The novel's climax occurs in the second chapter of the book when Elio and Oliver have sex for the first time. And Oliver asks Elios to call him. Basically, it's like it gets you tongue-tied. When Oliver and Elio have sex for the first time, Oliver asks Elio to call him Oliver by his Elio's name. So basically, they would call each other by their own name. Which is not really the climax, but where the basis of the title comes from. <clears throat> when we talk about foreshadowing, the poet's discussion of desire and the ballistica of San Clemente foreshadow the way in which Ilio's experience with Oliver informs every other romantic experience he has afterwards. Which basically means after he has his one night stand with Oliver, every other relationship or sexual encounter with another person after it doesn't feel right or it feels meaningless or it feels like nothing really happened when we talk about understatement understatement is the key to the way in which Ellie and Oliver communicate one of the more explicit instances of this occurs when Elio slips Oliver a note committed to expressing his desire for a sexual encounter instead of stating it outright he writes can't bear the silence we need to talk which basically shows that Elio had a hard time in this book saying what he wanted or expressing what he wanted. Instead, he would rather use metaphors or sentences that were kind of going to what he wanted, but he never officially said it. Now, in the book, one thing I really liked was the story alludes to a variety of writers, poets, artists, and their works. And I like this because Elio in the book is the type of kid who, instead of going and playing volleyball or that kind of thing, he actually stayed a lot of his time reading, writing poems, reading poems, that kind of thing. And in the book, he makes a lot of references to these notable artists. He shows off about them a couple times, showing off how he knows their work. And I really enjoyed that. And a lot of the notable people he kept mentioning was Paul Salon and Monet. And one major thing I noticed about the book was called a paradox. One major paradox in the story occurs in Elio's contemplation on the nature of desire. He wonders if there is any difference in the desire to have someone to be that person, both a homoerotic and universal experience. Which basically means he wonders if he even wanted sex in the first place. He wonders if he wanted to be that person rather than to have sex with that person. Which I found very very weird because I've never heard of a book that does that 
but in all general, it was good to me. And, yeah, basically, I enjoyed the book very much. I went over the literary elements. The book was all in all good. However, it did teach me one thing about the truth. In the end of the book, Elio visits Oliver when they're in their late 30s, early 40s. And the way Elio saw Oliver's wife and his kids, I'm guessing it blew a really hard chord with him, as in Elio couldn't take the pain, so he acted very awkward towards the situation. But in the end, it was alright. That has been my first podcast ever. Thank you for listening. Gonna try and edit this, maybe put some music. Thank you.